Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So I was looking through your Twitter timeline, and uh, I saw a tweet that I thought would be good for us to talk about. You want to tell us about that tweet? I certainly can. Uh, it happened, it's, it's based on in a conversation just earlier today. So here's the tweet. I'll read it out. Don't assume business people want only features at any cost. All right, stop. Describe. I, oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, I, I'm I know not you've done. Got, <laughs> no, I know. I know there's more, but I, I was actually reading that one sentence. I thought, oh, this would be good to talk about. Because I, I know that you have other things you want to say, but this is enough for me to say this is worth discussing because I think it, it goes to a mistake that people often make that they think that just because someone asks for, for a certain feature that they are willing to pay any price for it. And, and actually, I, what I like is the idea that you can generate options and say, you know, look, what's the budget you're willing to spend on this feature? You know, you got a lot of features you want for this. So given this one, how much of your budget you're willing to spend? You know, do you, do you want the, the full, you know, fancy version? You know, or do you want like a lesser version that's cheaper? Or do you want just the very minimum? You know, the, do you want the cardboard cutout version? You know, we can with, with uh, you know, duct tape and string. We, we can give you different options depending on how much you're willing to spend. I think that's a conversation that people often miss. Yeah, and often us developers are thinking, gosh, we really need to do everything. We need to build this amazing um, piece of software that'll scale to billions of users, and it'll be totally easy to deploy instantly and so on. And that's the Ferrari version, but often people want the Ford version. <laughs> and they're perfectly happy with that. They're, they're, a Ford has a perfectly good place on the motorway. Ferrari, you know, why do you need that much speed? Yep. Good point. All right, you can get back to the rest of the, uh, <laughs> okay. the tweet. All right. Well, I think that's definitely <laughs> worth talking about. So uh, let me read the whole tweet now. Don't assume business people want only features at any cost. Described in terms of investment and return, a process or a tooling improvement can win hearts and minds. So this came from a conversation I was having earlier today with this uh, client of mine who, who said, look, we're working on this feature. We're working on this thing that the business desperately needs. They're going to demonstrate it on this day. We know it has to be finished then. And, and I know about some improvements, and I even have a goal to work toward those improvements. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I said, why on earth not? Why, why wouldn't you make some improvements to the process? And he said, well, the business have told me that this is the most important thing. We need to get it finished. Uh, there's no other uh, room or uh, consideration to, to be given to anything else. So I'm going to put those aside. I won't do those for another month. And I said, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think you're, you're going too fast there. Why don't you tell me about what this process improvement would be? What would it help us with? What, how would it make life better? And he said, well... It would say it would cost us about uh, a week to build uh, of one person, and it would save every developer on the team one and a half days per feature. I said that's pretty wow. convincing. And <laughs> yeah. he said, "Well, but but what, what do I do with that?" I said, "Go tell the people in the business that there's this option." Now they might or might not take the option. They might say, "Yes, I don't want to make a trade-off here." of any lost time for the uh, urgent deadline against significant productivity improvements that then speed up this deadline and everything else. But I have a good bet that I think they would be really interested in at least hearing about the option. So as it turns out, you know, this, this second sentence could have stood alone <laughs> and, been, and, and, and as well. And because I love this idea that, yeah, go have the conversation, you know, and, and you know, go ahead and, and talk to people. Don't just assume they won't do it. Anytime we can get past the stereotype, uh, and actually have the conversation and discuss options, I think we're in, in better in, in better place. And, and what you're describing matches my experience very well. I know at Tim, we made a actually really significant 
uh, investment in changing the way that we work to adopt event sourcing. And there were some people there who were very skeptical that the business would ever invest in it. But we, we actually made the same kind of like ROI type discussion, you know, this return on investment uh, uh, conversation. The other thing we did, by the way, was we also um, took what we were doing and broke it up into smaller pieces. So that's one other way to, to is going to have the ROI conversations, not just say, here's the overall investment and here's the overall return and payoff, but to say, can we break it into pieces and get some of the return sooner and then actually kind of pay as you go. You know, we'll, we'll do a bit of, a, of this improvement, we'll get some of the benefit, and then we'll, we'll do a bit more, get more of the benefit. And uh, that might delay things overall, but it can be more acceptable because we're, you know, we're, we're paying in smaller increments and each one can, can justify itself. Well, and th this is the key thing about the, the acronym ROI. It, it's very easy to just say, uh, to, to use that acronym, but forget that there are two pieces to it. There's the return, and it's on the investment. Both things yeah. are important. And what you're describing there is kind of a version of feature thinning. You're, you're taking a feature, and in my case, what I was describing, the, the first um, sentence we were talking about, we were describing um, taking a, a, a feature that might be the Ferrari version and thinning it down to the Ford version. Here, you're taking a an improvement that I think, if you, if I understood you right, took took many years, took many uh, a huge investment, but then breaking that into many small investments, each of which had a positive return. In other words, it was worth doing each piece of it. It wasn't yeah. that you had to wait till the end of many years to get the return. The return was relatively quick and greater than the investment at every stage. Yeah, that's right. And one thing that it, it gives us is the is the ability to stop as we're going along. Because one thing you mentioned before about like we think about we want to build these features and have them scale forever. Um, but in fact, you know, we might not get to that billion users. And uh, I'm reminded of a conversation we're going to have on Friday, a discussion of um, lean software and, and uh, lean practices and the wastes uh, described in lean and in the uh, uh, Mary and Tom Pipendike, when they 2003 wrote the book Lean Software Development, they talked about the waste of software development. One is uh, overwork, which is putting more into a feature than you get value out. And it's a good idea of ROI thinking, which is, you know, what do we really need for the return? And we don't want to make so much investment that it it's, doesn't justify the return. So we don't want to, you know, do the work necessary to scale to uh, a billion users that are going to have, you know, 500. <laughs> so... There you go. Okay. So uh, the overall theme here, I think, is that um, you, you, ROI um, cuts both ways and is something that you can use with any business person. Uh, you know, money is kind of the universal language. Anybody understands money. So I imagine that you had a much nicer conversation with your CFO about the return on investment, these small investments, what the value would be, what the return would be, rather than if you'd shown up and said, hey, we got this great idea. It's called event sourcing. We can add CQRS. Uh, it'll solve all our problems. Uh, we'll uh, gain 47% on our velocity metrics. Um, the CFO would have turned off at the, the first uh, acronym, I, I suspect. Whereas if you talk about money, you're going to get a lot farther. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, a good way to, you know, talk to talk the language of the people you go to talk to. And I think the other thing here is, you know, have the conversation. Don't make the assumption. Indeed. Well, that was my advice to my client.
Okay, well, if listeners would like to talk with us about this, if you disagree or if you see a, a different approach to return on investment, we'd love to hear it. If you're struggling to speak the language of money, if that's a, a foreign tongue to you, uh, there's lots of things that can help you, and we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at agileconversations.com. That's where you'll find free videos of us and our Twitter and email. And, um, you know, I think I have my home address up there. You know, everything's there. <laughs> Come visit. I'd love to see you. But uh, lots of information there, and we'd love to hear from listeners. The questions are the best part of the podcast for sure. And, of course, you can also listen to us when we come back again next week for another episode of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Ron. <laughs>